You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of the Halloween Column Podcast. Alongside Mike Bassick, I'm Jared Sandler. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties, so we're not going to be able to go as long as normal, but uh, we're going to try and cover... I guess the important stuff, and for the first time, I think in like six weeks, we were recording after a loss, and this was a a uh, a pretty impactful loss. The Rangers had Chris Hale, uh, Chris Hale, Chris Sale on the ropes, uh, up three one, and then Sam Dyson's the guy on the mound who uh, kind of allows the lead to go away, and then not only that, uh, gives up uh, several runs to the Red Sox to allow them to to take a pretty commanding lead, and man, that was tough to watch. Yeah, there's a couple things that I want to just immediately get into. First of all, Sam Dyson shouldn't be released today. I think there's a lot of people on social media after last night that felt like you should release him or send him down to the minor leagues. He had a really good uh, game against Detroit the game before. He's been very inconsistent to be nice this year. But I don't think that they should uh, release him or send him down today. I actually talked to Banny about Jeffress yesterday uh, before the game started about possibly doing the Sam Dyson thing to Jeremy Jeffress, and he pretty much said they just don't have the arms to to come up and take guys' spots uh, that they feel more comfortable with. What do you think should happen to Sam Dyson? And, and let's uh, lay this out here. So for people who want to send Sam Dyson to AAA, understand that, if that's what you want, then what you really are saying is you want Sam Dyson to get claimed by another organization because he is out of options. So you can't just simply send him down to AAA and expect to keep him in the organization. Someone will take a chance on him, and it's not even really a big chance. I mean, for all the guys who get DFA'd, Sam Dyson will get claimed by a number of teams who think, hey, this guy saved 30-plus games last year. In the World Baseball Classic, he was dynamite. We'll see if we can fix him. Yeah. So your options are DLing Sam Dyson or keeping him in the bullpen. If if you want to keep him in the organization, if you're one of these people who just want Sam Dyson out of here, then fine. Go ahead and and you know try and pass him through waivers and understand that he's yeah. not going to clear waivers. Uh, and and that's where I'm at with him. You just have to put him in a position where he's not pitching in high leverage situations. But the issue is, and Banny has talked about this, and I agree with him here. His seventh and eighth inning guys, the plan was in the offseason that Bush would be your main seventh, eighth inning guy. Well, he's not anymore because Dyson failed. Your other option would be Diekman. Well, he didn't make the team because he's out for the year with uh, an intestinal problem. Your other option would be Jeffress, who closed 20-something games last well, well, year, and he's out. Diekman, not, we don't know that he's okay, out for the year. True. But, but, but he's, he's been out so far. He's yes. been out for the year so far, and there's a possibility he just doesn't make it back. Sure. He's going to try to, but there's a possibility. But No for, guarantees. But for Banny, he hasn't had that option. Jeffress has been inconsistent, to say the least. The night before, 
He had a horrible inning, which wouldn't allow the Rangers to possibly come back. And then Kell is the other option, and he's been inconsistent through his career and had an issue in spring training with the organization that put him in the minor leagues. So if you're Jeff Bannister and there's some blame going to him on the internet last night and asking me questions, I don't know, Jared, if you got it on the post game uh, show. Yep. But what's the option Banny goes to? And here's the deal. You used so many relievers the night before because the relievers couldn't get the job done and shut the game down that then you're going to pitch guys back-to-back after they did bad against that same team the night before. Look, I'm not opposed to critiquing a manager and saying they did something right or wrong. That's fun. That's a fun part of being a fan of baseball. But there's nothing Banny can do when most of his options are bad options. Uh, not all the time, but it's so inconsistent that how is he supposed to know that Dyson's not going to get a guy out yesterday. And how is he supposed to know that Jeffress can't get a guy out the night before? And then Kella has been a good inconsistent. Cause I won't put, I won't put Kella in the same. I think Kella has been pretty good. Yeah. But, but still he hasn't accrued enough time or enough type of deal where you just know he's going to be nails. And you can't just, you know, I, I know that Kella last time he took them out, I think, or two times before he went too scoreless and he's done that now three times, but you can't abuse that. It, the more you abuse that, then you know you're looking at July, August, and September getting an ineffective Keone Kella because he'd be you know accruing a workload more than normal. Now I know what you might be saying. Well, heck, Jared, if you don't start using Keone Kella now, then you might not you know be playing for anything in July, August, and September. I get that, but you got to protect the the player here. And yeah, it would be great if the Rangers had multiple multi inning guys. And you know what they do. You know who the second one is? Tony Barnett. Yeah, and he hasn't been that effective either. And no. so, you know, I, I opened with this when talking to Nadell and Hicksy on the postgame last night. Last or this offseason, even after the Deekman uh condition was released, or or, or the steps he was gonna take to uh deal with ulcerative colitis, a condition we you know we already knew he had, we still would have said all right, you're up 3-1 through 6. Your starter's got 102 pitches in the books. Let's go one of multiple 7th inning options. Get the job done. Bush in the 8th, Dyson in the ninth. Boom, ball game. Yep. But the problem is when you look at all these options, Dyson hasn't been good. Barnett hasn't been good. Jeffress hasn't been good. That makes it really tough. And I know some people were trying to say, oh, Austin Bibbins-Dirk should have started uh, or come come in in the seventh, uh, you know, to replace Martin Perez. Come on, let's let's be serious here. I I don't I don't trust story. Austin. Yeah, it's a great story. I'm not trusting Austin Bibbins Dirks in a two run ball game uh, against the the Red Sox in the seventh inning right there. So how about this, Jared? As the question, do you think now two months in, as this bullpen was not good to start the year, got pretty good through the winning streak and getting back uh, over 500? And now we've had back-to-back nights in Boston where it's gone really bad for the bullpen. Do you think that they're going to be consistent this year at all, or do you think this is going to be a very inconsistent, unreliable bullpen? I don't think this bullpen is going to be consistent until they maybe make an upgrade or two. And so that's... Outside the organization? Yeah, and that's pending, right? So... I don't think they make that upgrade or two unless they're buyers in July. And frankly, if they are buyers in July, uh, simply because of resources, that that might be all they're able to do is make a few yeah. bullpen upgrades. And 
And maybe that's that will be good enough. We'll have to wait and see how Ruge continues to uh, progress or not progress. And, you know, Mike Napoli, where's he at? And, and you know, looking at the lineup and are the, the guys who have been great for you in the rotation still able to keep up that level of success? But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough to, to think about that. I, I do want to at least present a few options with how last night could have been handled differently. And, and I, I think it's really easy to sit here and throw these options out, and it's a lot tougher when you're in Vanny's shoes. So I'm not, I'm not even sitting here saying that I think he's wrong for it. But here were some of the things that people said that I thought made the most sense. Before I get into that, though, I cannot wait till we are watching an era of baseball where in the most critical moments you throw your best reliever regardless of the inning. We're not there yet. And I think last year's second-half Rangers and 2015's second-half Rangers, when they had their bullpen really clicking, I think those are the bullpens that can do this sort of thing. How did you know that the seventh inning was going to be the most critical? Because you have two on, you're up three to one in the with okay with two. I on. was just wondering who you'd start in that inning. Oh, or, uh, yeah, that's, that's I have no the, problem starting Perez because of the fact yeah. that your bullpen's been in shambles. You need to get every last pitch out of your starters as possible. Okay. Once two men came on, that became a, a big situation. So you would have put in Bush. Well, I know. I see. I don't know that. I. I don't know. Let's see. It's tough. I would. <laughs> that's, that's, I would love to be in a position where more people are doing that. And I know some people are going to be kicking and screaming. Well, why do you have to wait for other people to be doing it? Yeah. You don't. Here's the other tough thing, real quick. Just and then you can keep going. Is so? Do you have Bush warming up when the first guy gets on? Right. You, you know, like when, that's a great when point. The, because you can't just say, okay, two guys are on Bush, you're in the game. You would have had to warm him up knowing that it would have been critical. And if you warm him up and Martin Perez gets a double play after a runner on first and now there's nobody on, you're like, okay, hurry, sit back down. Yeah. Don't waste any more. You might have to warm up in the eighth and then you might have to warm up for the ninth, which I'm just throwing out. That's a great point. It does become very tough for a manager to not get all the pitches out in the bullpen and then he has nothing when you put him in the game. So you, you, you got to what I was going to say. So, uh, yes, I would love for bullpens to be used differently across the league, uh, but they're not right now. And I also think it's tough when your bullpen's as thin as the Rangers' bullpen. But it's not a video game. You can't just click start, go to bullpen, scroll down to the pitcher's name, click warm-up pitcher, you know, get a mound visit, and then, bam, the guy's warmed and ready. And you know what? Even if he's only, like, even if that bar is orange and not red or green, whatever indicates that he's ready to go, you know, you can deal with it because it's a video game. It doesn't work like that. So you're right. In hindsight, two on, not even hindsight, in the moment, you knew that two on with one out, up 3-1 was a critical moment. But it's not like you knew that when the inning started. Right. You're right. You're absolutely right. So even if it's not Bush, maybe Keone Kella. But then again, you still have to deal with the eighth inning. And here's the other thing. I honestly, real quick, when Dyson came in, I'm not going to say I was confident because of what he's done this year, but I felt okay because of what I saw him do Sunday. against the Tigers. Yeah. So that was that's a tough thing, too, is he just put a good appearance on you as a manager, pitching coach, and then you just didn't have any idea that he was just going to not be able to get a human being out. Right, and so here's the deal with – with that seventh inning. The reason why, and I get people saying Kella, and I think if you had the ability to rush Kella to warm up, 
then maybe he is in there. But also understand this, Keone Kella is a little tougher a warm-up case because of his injury history. They they tend to make sure he's got enough time. But you still had the eighth inning. In the eighth inning, had you gotten the outs you needed in the seventh, were going to be the big boppers for the, the Red Sox. Yeah. And so now do you want Sam Dyson facing the big boppers of the Red Sox? It's a, t- it's a tough one. And there is, I will say, pitching in Boston in just one time in my career did I go there. I think there's a little bit more energy in parks like that. And so I think when you're having a tough year like uh, Dyson is, and somebody brought up yips on uh, Twitter last night, and I don't think it's uh, blown up like uh, Rick Ankiel yips or Mark Woolers or you name the guy, Blass, a long time ago for mm-hmm. the Pirates. But I do think there are a little bit of yips right now in Sam Dyson. And because it was a 3-1 runner on, runner's on-base moment and in Fenway Park, I think mentally he is a little bit fragile right now. And we saw it blow up on him. Uh, I don't want to stop you too much because you are rolling. But let's just say Leclerc, when do you think he's supposed to be ready? I have no idea. Okay, let's just say Co- he's... A couple just weeks, say, hopefully. Yeah, let's just say weeks. he's ready in two to two weeks. And Jeffress and Dyson are still inconsistent. And Bibbins Dirks in in non-pressure situations is pitching the way he's pitching, which is good. Would you phantom DL uh, Dyson again, or would you phantom DL Jeffress, or would you just send Bibbins Dirks? Let's just say Leclerc was ready to go tomorrow for, for the Toronto series. How would you activate him, if that's a better way to phrase it? If it was tomorrow, I think Dyson goes on the phantom. I, I, sorry, I shouldn't say that. I think Dyson goes on the DL. Whether or not you want to, you know, characterize it as a phantom move, right. that's I'll let other people do that. But I, I think he goes on the DL. I don't think Dyson is dealing with an injury. I would love for him, honestly, to be dealing with an injury this year that nobody knows about because it would make you feel better about Dyson's future. That, oh, he, it, his shoulder is bugging him. That's not good. That's the reason everything seems to be so inconsistent from one pitch to the next. And same thing with Jeffress. But I do think with Dyson, there is uh, – and I'm reading – I'm halfway through Rick Ankiel's book, by the way. Is it good? It's a great book to get. Can't wait to read it. Um, that I do feel like he's dealing with the yips. Not full-blown Rick Ankiel yips. But I do think right now he lets go of the ball and he really he does not know where it's going to go. Yeah. So we agree here and listen, we I, I guess people are gonna rip us for defending Banny. I you can look at this glass half empty, glass half full. You can look at us as us being positive or us being negative. It really just depends on what narrative you're yeah. trying to spin. But at the end of the day, I think you and I are both agreeing here. Uh, this goes back to what Whitey Herzog said back in the day. The easiest way to make the an- the manager look like an idiot is with a bad bullpen. And to me, this is about a bad bullpen. This is not yeah. about a manager who is constantly making the wrong decisions. I think that when your bullpen is inconsistent and your pitchers are overall not pitching well, it's easy to look and say, oh, that was a dumb decision. And and maybe Banny would look mm-hmm. at this season and say, you know what? Yeah, I've made I've made some dumb de- I've made some bad decisions here or here. But they're all fueled and based on the fact that no one in that bullpen has been consistent other than probably Matt Bush, and he's been dealing with a shoulder thing. Who do you think? And Claudio, too. Claudio's yeah. been consistent. Who do you think is the best manager in baseball right now? 
I, you know, a lot of people give Joe Madden credit. Let's just—that's okay. an easy one. I think Joe Madden would have no answers for this. Yeah, you, you don't. There's, there's no way that I'm just throwing out. If you would love to have Joe Madden here, or you would love to have um, whoever it is that you love as a manager, I, I just don't know. I would fail, and I'm not saying I'm a manager. I would fail as the pitching coach or as the manager throughout this season and they're over 500. That's the amazing thing is they're over 500 still as we talk today, but there's just no right answer. And and Mike, you know, some people say, oh, he doesn't, he keeps just throwing the same guys out there. No, he doesn't. Jeremy Jeffress has pitched twice in the last 10 days or something like that. But you can't just then relegate three guys out of your bullpen and say, you guys just aren't pitching. Screw you guys. Yeah. Because you had just won 10 straight. You were in winning situations. For the most part, you were playing close games. You've got to pitch, guys. And he basically said to Jeffress, not said it, but with his actions, Jeremy, you're out of here. Yeah. We're not pitching you in, in you know in these situations, but you've got to be able to pitch someone. I know. I know. This is this is tough. And you know, the thing that's gonna be lost here from last night's game is Martin Perez was great on the road against a good offense. And I know that team does not score uh for for Chris Sale. I know there's a lot of stats that say, well, maybe, but that was on the road in an environment where you're facing a team that just won their division last year, and that's a really good lineup on paper. And I thought Martin Perez did everything you could ask of him to get a W for you. Four straight really encouraging starts for Martin. Four straight starts in which he has thrown a pitch in the seventh inning, three straight in which he's recorded an out in the seventh inning. Yeah. absolutely. And you know what? He probably doesn't even pitch in the seventh inning yesterday if the Rangers have a bullpen. Yeah. But they don't. One other thing here, a lot of people said, well, why not Alex Claudio? Why could you not go Claudio to Kella to Bush? You needed a ground ball. Claudio gets a lot of ground balls. Yes, that's very true. However, you were facing a string of righties. And I think that the numbers suggest that against righties, your your higher percentage play should be Sam Dyson. Uh, and obviously that yeah. wasn't the case. You know, yeah. Sam Dyson didn't get the job done, but I think... And- that's why. And also, and I know Claudio didn't pitch the night before, correct? Correct. But here's the deal. Because Alvarez couldn't get the job done and Jeffress couldn't get the job done, done and am I naming the right guys the night before? Yeah. That, that hurt your bullpen the next night. People don't think about that, but giving up 11 runs, giving up the runs late, the last six runs, I believe, were by the bullpen. If not, there, there might have been a runner on base when uh, Kashner came out too, so they might have painted on his ERA a little bit. But because uh, Alvarez couldn't get the job done. And remember, Alvarez, they DFA'd him uh, or optioned him down. Optioned him, right? Yeah. And and LeClerc got hurt the next day. So they're like, well, you're yeah, just, yeah, you're back, just back on the team. He, he had pitched his way off of the Texas Rangers. And because the next day LeClerc got hurt, they're like, you know what? We don't have anybody that we believe in in AAA right now. Just come back to this team, even though... The organization had made a decision that at this point he can't pitch for us. And that's that's just where you're at. I'm just trying to give you kind of factual statements, not so much my opinion of where this bullpen is at. Alvarez can't get the job done. Well, they pretty much said we don't want him on the team. Not, not forever, but for right around this time. But they have no other option. And again, if you're listening to this and thinking that Mike and I are saying, oh, there are no problems, you know, everything's great, that's not at all what we're yeah. saying. You're you're choosing to listen to certain things and ignoring the, the great message here, which is that the problem is with the players, 
and the players are the ones who then make the decision makers look bad. But these are players that everyone thought going yeah. into the year were going to be good enough to get the job done. Yes, I'm well aware. Mike's well aware that bullpens year to year are inconsistent. We're not talking about a bullpen that was supposed to ride the the coattails of two or three really good pitchers. We looked at this bullpen and thought that they've got this stud, that stud, this stud, that stud, five or six studs, and then maybe a few question marks thereafter. But of those five or six studs, two of them are still pitching like studs, and that's you know that yeah. that's been the big challenge. Two, uh, I would have never guessed this. It's amazing to me how inconsistent it's been out of the bullpen. And just to kind of maybe go on the fan side that are really upset, it's tough to look at this team, and I know they just went on a great run. It's tough to look at this bullpen and say that bullpen will help you win 90 games this year or close to 90 games to get you to a wild card spot. That's So if you want me to go to the dark side with you, I will go there and say I've been very surprised with how inconsistent the bullpen has been but I'm not going to be surprised the rest of the way. I I feel like I will be surprised is if they go the month of June and the team ERA for the bullpen is under two. That will surprise me at this point. That will be the surprising part will be if they have a consistent month. The Rangers still four games left on this road trip. They're two and three so far. If they take uh, you know three out of four, then this is uh, you know a winning road trip. And I thought I thought four out of I thought four and five wouldn't be bad. Yeah. I wanted it to be five and four. I actually sure. on Fox Sports Southwest before the road trip started, they said what is a successful road trip, Mike? And I said five and four. Uh, and there's still a possibility to get that. And I said, look, if you go four and five, it's not the end of the world either. Now. If you come back home and you were three and six on this trip, or if you don't, and I think they'll win another game or two, but if you don't win another game on this uh, road trip, that's going to be really tough, especially because Houston's not slowing down. No, they're not. All right, this is typically the point where we either talk about other topics or get into listener questions, but again, we apologize. We had some technical difficulties on top of the fact that Roy uh, needed this studio for his great Beltre song, so... uh uh, we apologize. We're running out of time. Mike's got a show to do here coming up in a few minutes. So we're not ignoring your questions. We'll try and answer them on Twitter, uh, even though we weren't able to get to them here over the air. But that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Hellwind po- uh, Column Podcast. He's Mike Bassick. I'm Jared Sandler. Stick around. Uh, well, don't stick around for anything because this is the Internet. But uh, join us next <laughs> week here on 105.3 The Fan. Stick around for next week, okay? <laughs> yeah, stick around. Just, just click, uh, keep clicking refresh, and we'll be around next week.